am, yet what I am none cares or knows. My friends forsake me like a memory lost. I am the self-consumer of my woes. They rise and vanish in oblivious host. Like shadows, like shadows in love's frenzied stifled throes. And yet I am, I am, and live like vapors tossed into the nothingness of scorn and noise, into the living sea of waking dreams. I Am by John Clare A reading life, a writing life with writer and teacher Sally Bailey Produced by Andrew Smith talk too. The morning is a solitary morning because my neighbours are away camping. I'm listening to the sound of the aeroplane in the sky. So many aeroplanes crossing the sky, everyone going on holiday, everyone flying away. It's July after all, it's the school holidays and here am I on my solitary island sitting in bed. So today was publication day for the Green Lady and you would think a writer on publication day might be jubilant. Not so, not so, not for not for a neurotic writer. See how I held back that word? See how I didn't want to use that word? I was going to say nervy. Yes, nervy. Nervy will do. Last night, I woke about 3.45am and I started reading Robinson Crusoe just by instinct, a writer's survival of publication day. And I found this list of goods and evils which Crusoe considers when he finds himself stranded upon his island. And he says this, I began to comfort myself as well as I could and to set the good against the evil that I might have something to distinguish my case from worse, from worse. And I stated very impartially like debtor and creditor, debtor and creditor. The comforts I enjoyed against the miseries I suffered thus. Evil, evil, 
I am cast upon a horrible, desolate island, void of all hope of recovery. I am cast upon a desolate island, void of all hope of recovery. I am singled out, I am singled out and separated, as it were, from all the world. From all the world. That's how it feels like to be a writer. Remote, alone, singled out, separated from the world. And in your separate single isolation, your singular isolation, you feel sometimes as though you were drowned. You were drowned. Aloneness, separateness. Remoteness, singularity. I am divided from mankind, a solitaire, a solitaire. A solitary creature, one banished from human society. I have no clothes to cover me. I have no clothes to cover me. It's the doubt. It's the doubt that pushes you on to faith, to hope, to reason. Because it is also reasonable to doubt. It is perhaps unreasonable to hope. But we do, we hope, we hope, we cling, we cleave to hope. Which is good says Robinson Crusoe in his list of miseries and comforts, of good and evil, of debt and credit to life. But I am alive and not drowned as all my ship's company were. But I am singled out, too, from all the ship's crew to be spared from death. And he that miraculously saved me from death can deliver me. Can deliver me from this condition, this condition. Aloneness, separateness, remoteness, singularity. Water. Water from my neighbour's tap, which is a one-minute hop and jump, hop, skip and jump over their wooden fence through their garden to their garden tap. I'm still thinking of Robinson Crusoe today. Still feeling very Crusoe on my island here today. The word Defoe uses for that state of mind, there I go down my step back into my boat, is solitaire, solitaire, solo, single, 
one, one man on one island. And as I read Robinson Crusoe last night, I was amazed at how practical a soul he was, this solitary survivor. He takes to making a chair, he takes to making a table, he takes to making a writing desk for himself because Robinson Crusoe is a solitary soul and he is a writer. He is a writer. The main anxiety for Robinson Crusoe after he realises he can feed himself from the fowl, the wild fowl and fish around him, is how will he keep an account of his days so he doesn't go mad, so he reaches for what he calls his journal. His notebook, his ink, his pen, his quill. And so he counts the days, as I am counting now, the pages remaining in my notebook. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pages left. Eight pages for scribbling my thoughts on. This is the way that Robinson Crusoe remains sane in his solitary state. He takes to pen and ink and paper. And now it was that I began to keep a journal of every day's employment. I began to keep a journal, for indeed at first I was in too much hurry, and not only hurry as to labour, but in too much Discomposure of mind. Discomposure of mind. And my journal would have been full of many dull things, many, many dull things. For example, I must have said thus, 30th, after I had got to shore and escaped drowning, instead of being thankful to God for my deliverance, and recovering myself a little, I ran about the shore, wringing my hands and beating my head and face, exclaiming at my misery and crying out, I was undone, undone, I was undone. And there, my friends, you hear the melodrama of the writing soul. The solitary creature who sometimes despairs. But then Robinson Crusoe begins to look around him. He begins to gain perspective to see where he is in the scheme of things. Some days after this and after I had been on board the ship and got all that I could out of her, and got all that I could out of her. Yet I could not forbear getting up to the top of a little mountain and looking out to sea. Out to sea. In hopes of seeing, in hopes of seeing, in hopes. 
hopes of seeing a ship. A ship. A ship. Then fancy, then fancy at a vast distance, then fancy at a vast distance. I spied to a sail. Please, please, please. 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 Please, says Robinson Crusoe, the wretched solitary soul. Till I was almost blind. Till I was almost blind. Lose it quite. Lose it quite and sit down and weep like a child and thus increase my misery by my folly. Comfort and despair. Comfort and despair. My writing desk, my journal. The life and adventures of Robinson Crusoe, my little book, my little book. The life and adventures of Robinson Crusoe. Off she goes, my little ship. Melodrama. Children outside. Children playing. And I am reminded, I am reminded of the world. Everywhere I go at the moment, I get stung on my bare legs. Sting, 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 sting. On my bare legs, there are stinging nettles all around my boat at the moment. She says as she clambers over the water tank, holding gingerly to the edge of her boat. Now I must close the water tank so the moisture doesn't come in and rust my boat away. Oh, the sound of traffic today. It is Friday. It is Friday. It is Friday. It is Friday. And I am thinking of Robinson Crusoe who longs to know what day of the week it is. And when his man Friday comes, named of course after the fifth day of the week, the fifth working day of the week, he is overjoyed. He is overjoyed to see and hear another human voice. And he is no longer solitary, solitaire, alone, alone. 
And so now I am texting my kind neighbour to ask her to go over to the water tap on the other side of the stream through the garden over the wooden fence, a hop, skip and a jump to switch off the tap because it is difficult for me to do this at this present time and I shall call her Girl Friday. My kindly neighbour. I can hear another aeroplane crossing the sky. It's like a loud piece of machinery. Let's say a plough or a tractor furrowing the sky. And I, I am reading my Robinson Crusoe. It was one of the nights in the rainy season in March, the four and twentieth year of my first setting foot in this island of solitude. I was lying in my bed or hammock awake, very well in health, had no pain, no distemper, no uneasiness of body, nor any uneasiness of mind, more than ordinary, but could by no means close my eyes, that is, so as to sleep, no, not a wink, all night long, otherwise than as follows. It is impossible to set down the innumerable crowd of thoughts that whirled through that great thoroughfare of the brain, the memory. In this night's time, I ran over the whole history of my life, the whole history of my life in miniature, or by abridgment as I may call it to my coming to this island and also of that part of my life since I came to this island. This island, in my reflections upon the state of my case, since I came on shore on this island. This island. I was comparing the happy posture of my affairs in the first years of my habitation here with the life of anxiety, fear and care which I had lived in ever since I had seen the print of a foot in the sand on this island. The print of a foot in the sand on this island. Friday. He would call him Man Friday, and he would be his companion, his companion, his helpmate, his life. Daniel Defoe was not a Puritan, he of Robinson Crusoe, but he understood the tradition of the Puritan journal, where you poured out the contents of your heart and mind to God. To God. And that is how 
Robinson Crusoe decides upon a plan. He writes his thoughts up and out to his journal and thereby comes up with a plan. Thereby generates a sense of willpower, determination, agency, future vision. Attention, said Simone Vale, W-E-I-L. Simone Vale said this, that attention in its highest form is a kind of prayer. Attention in its highest form is a kind of prayer. Thank you for listening to A Reading Life, A Writing Life with writer and teacher Sally Bailey Produced by Andrew Smith Thank you